Okay, we are here, and we are live, and we are, oh yeah, in person, New Hope Radio. Thank you for joining me today. Don't forget, we come at you many different ways, New Hope Radio, on the YouTube channel, WARV 1590 AM, 92.7 FM. We like that one, too. Sometimes, I think we're on Facebook, too, New Hope Radio. Oh, yeah. We're all over the place. Thank you for joining us. Join our YouTube channel. I'll tell you how to do that at the end of the program. Hey, let me ask you. Do you have any passion for anything? You personally, you, I'm talking to you. Do you have any passion? Do you think all people have passion? I think most people have passion. Oh, just a few? You think there's just a few? I don't know that answer. But I know about me. I know I've got some passion for some things. I've got some passion for the freedom that we have in Christ. Oh yeah, I like to tell people all about the freedom that Christ offers. I have passion for freedom in our own country. I believe in the First Amendment, Second Amendment. I believe that we are free people and we need to protect that. What else? I believe that spreading God's word, that's really important. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the hope of the world right there. Spreading the word of God. You know what else I have a passion for? Worship music. Oh, I love worship music. You know what's so great about worship music? It kind of draws you to God. Because worship music is like to God, for God, about God. That's worship music. It's not about us. It's about Him. It's theology. Worship music is theology. You know what else I have a passion for? The next generation. That's important. (laughs) The next generation? Without them, that's it. It's over. So what I'm going to do today, we're going to take a look at the passion of Jesus. He had a lot of passion. He had passion for his Father's will. He had passion for his mission to the cross. And you know what else he's got passion for? His bride, the church. All right, let's talk about this. What would the world be like? Think about it. What would it be like without passionate, without passionate people? That if people didn't have passion for what they did, and especially the things of God, man, where would we be? Where would we be? We need people with passion. We certainly do. And we need especially people with passion for God and who He is and His plan. Because I'll tell you what, if you're watching any part of the news, we can all come to one conclusion. We in a heap of trouble. Oh, yeah. Our hope now is only in Christ. I've been reflecting lately and thinking about the passion of God. And you know, He doesn't just have passion for our souls. He has passion for the world. God did some things. You know why? Because He loves the world that he created. Now, you might not see it this way. 
He brought the great flood, and he wiped out, what? Wickedness. He didn't wipe out life on earth because he hated people. He wiped out life on earth because he hated wickedness. Israel's victory, as we read through the Old Testament, as they displaced evil nations, why did God enable them to defeat these evil nations, to wipe out evil? That's why, because he loves the world. You think about the Great Commission. God loves the world. Why? He's got people telling everybody in the world about Jesus, about who he is and what he's done. Now, all of these things are done in the world. Right? God so loved the world, right? He gave his son. So God is very passionate about life down here on planet Earth. And I think Jesus gives us a sense of his understanding when he said in Revelation 3, you might be familiar with these verses, beginning in verse 15. He's talking to a particular church. And I think in principle it can apply wherever the shoe fits, wear it. He said, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either cold or hot. But because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, <laughs> I will spit you out of my mouth. Now, Jesus had passion for what he believed. He strove for fairness and freedom for people. He told that church, man, you guys got no passion. It's basically what he's saying. You guys are like lukewarm. A cup of coffee that's been sitting on the counter for three hours. Yuck. That's no good. Make it hot or put some ice in it. But don't just let it sit there. Who can drink that? He strove for fairness and freedom for people. Concerning religion, remember the Sabbath? He worked miracles on the Sabbath to show that he was over the Sabbath and that people were more important. He encouraged his disciples to pluck and eat corn on the Sabbath. Whoa. He drove the money changers out of the temple court. These guys are serving in the church, right? Jesus came, get out of here. Chase them out. My father's house should be called a house of prayer. You've made it a den of thieves. Get out. <laughs> Jesus talked about money. He said, listen, you rich people. Nothing wrong with being rich as long as that's not your God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. See, the rich man, his money is his God. That's what Jesus is saying. Jesus had passion concerning helping others. He talked about the rich man and Lazarus. Remember that story? Lazarus was the poor beggar. The rich man had the big house with the big fence. Lazarus used to sit outside the fence, hoping for crumbs from the guy's table. Guy never gave him any. They both died. One went to heaven, one went to hell. That was it. Lazarus went to heaven. Rich man went to hell. You know why? He's cheap. He's selfish. You want to go to hell? Be selfish. You'll end up in hell, guaranteed. Jesus talked about the Good Samaritan. Comes alongside, walking down the roads. Here's a guy beaten, left half dead. He helps him. Gives him medicine, brings him to an inn. Says, take care of this guy. I'll pay the bill when I come back. Jesus told the story about the man who built bigger bonds. 
He had so much food. He says, oh, I need bigger bonds. Instead of giving it to people or selling it to people, he kept it all for himself. Jesus had passion for the poor, for the destitute. He had passion for the downtrodden. And you know what? Concerning so-called preachers and Christians, you know what he said? This is sobering. He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, hmm, not everybody who calls me Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Oh. You know, there are people that call Jesus Lord, but they live like the devil. They're not getting in. They're not getting in. They can know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You know what? They're not getting in. So you don't do the will of the Father. Jesus wasn't afraid of government. I wish more pastors today weren't afraid of the government. Wish they'd stand up for what's right. Wish they'd open up their churches and say, you know what? Enough is enough. Church is open. Jesus called the king a fox. He was out to stop Jesus. Jesus said, go tell that fox, he's talking about King Herod, I'm going to force out demons and heal people today and tomorrow. And three days later, I'll be through. He called King Herod a fox. The word means to be sly, destructive. It was an insult. Some even say it has a feminine connotation. He was kind of feminine. Huh. Jesus wasn't afraid of him. He wasn't afraid of government. You know, it takes a brave man to call a king a fox. And Jesus was a brave man. You know why? He took his orders from God the Father. And he did not shorten his work to please any earthly king. He knew what he came to do. And he wasn't going to do less because some king said, hey, you can't do that. He did what he came to do. That's why as churches, it's time. It's time. Don't do less because the king says you can't do that. You don't work for the king. You work for God. Remember Pilate? Pontius Pilate. The Roman governor, he threatened Jesus with crucifixion because Jesus wouldn't answer his questions. He says, don't you know I have the authority to set you free or have you crucified? <laughs> Jesus looked him right in the eye. He said, you would have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. What's he saying? Pilate, I'm not afraid of you. You cannot do anything to me that my father will not allow. If my father allows it, so be it. That's the will of God. And if not, not going to happen. Jesus did not kowtow to the government. He didn't kowtow to the religious leaders. He didn't kowtow to anybody that got in the way of his mission. And I'm going to say it. I wasn't planning on saying this, but you know what? Neither should the church. The church should not 
Kow tow. Is that even a word? No, it's two words. Don't kow tow. Don't bow to anything that gets in the way of your mission. The church has a mission. Complete the mission. And don't cut it short. And don't leave things out. You serve God, not the king. See, Jesus wasn't afraid to speak harshly. He was outspoken in word and deed because of his love for people, especially the undeserved. That's why we do what we do. Our love for people and our love for God. And nothing's going to get in the way. Because Jesus had passion. The question we ask ourselves today is, do I have passion? Do I have the kind of a passion for God that might put me in jail? Do I have the kind of passion for God that might have the government levy a fine against me? And am I willing to stand up against it? Do I have the passion of God that puts people first? That's what we have to ask ourselves. So we talk about the church. The Church of Jesus Christ. It plays an important part in the world. Actually, it plays the most important part in the world. Right? You take out the church, man, you got me- you got a mess. You got a chaos. Jesus said that <clears throat> we were salt to a corrupted society and light to a darkened world. And we cannot be hid. Think about that. You cannot be hidden. So don't let anything hide you. The church is not to be hidden. It's not to be secret. And it's not to be silent. It's not. None of those things. It's to be radical. It's to be outspoken. It's to stand for what's right. That's the church. It's a light. And it's salt. And what did Jesus say about salt? If it doesn't do its job, what good is it? Throw it out. It's no good. Throw it on the sidewalk in case it gets icy. We'll walk on it. Don't let your church be walked on. I want to share a few words with you from a man named Duncan Heaster. And he's a Christian author and a teacher. And I find his words inspiring. And uh, let's see if you do too. Okay. Here's what he said. We need a shakeup. Well, perhaps we need to remember that the teachings of Jesus was actually not directly, not directed initially at irreligious people. Think about that. A lot of what Jesus said was not to irreligious people, but religious people. The people of God. To those in the ecclesia, the church. He said, we need to read the Gospels from that viewpoint. They are a radical call to a radical life. A life and way of thinking. That's not about sitting around in a church doing humanly sensible things. 
taking the safe decisions and options, raising our children in a cocoon of safety and fun, often to see them walk out into life either indifferent to Jesus or as merely passive members of a church. He said it's not about a religion that makes sense. It's not about God always keeping us safe on the roads. If we pray regularly and go to meetings on time and read the Bible now and then. He said, no. It's about a call. It's about a call to do that which is humanly nonsensical. Huh. Humanly nonsensical. What do you think of that? It's to give and give up things in faith, to risk, to aim high, to lead in faith. Boy, what a description of the church, wouldn't you say? He said, I see this spirit in those newly baptized, but so often I see it quenched by their attendance at church, driving them into the status quo, the utter monotony of civilized church life within a nominally Christian culture. He said, I'm not against churches. To be together in the body of Christ is a vital part of our growth. But it has to be said that all too often, the structure ends up rationalizing, uh-oh, apathy. Apathy. And absolving the newly converted individual from the great weight of personal responsibility. See? It takes away our accountability which they feel to take Christ to their world. How many people have that passion to take Christ to the world? How many? Not many. He said, somehow we have to ensure that we all keep in personal contact with our Lord, with the spirit of the gospel, that we never lose that sense of personal encounter with him. For this will ever keep us from worrying too much what others think of us, doing what is smart and acceptable and right in the eyes of men. Rather, we will think only of what is right in God's eyes. See, isn't that the problem with the church today? The problem with the church is it's worried about what everybody else thinks. But what does everybody else think? That doesn't matter. What does God think? I know God said to one church, I know your works and they're neither hot nor cold. I wish they were hot or cold, but because they're not, I spew you out of my mouth. What does God think? That's what matters. Not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But those who do the will of my Father. So he goes on and he says, we'll get the spirit of David as he danced before the Lord being himself with his wife, mocking him. 
for what he was looking like in the eyes of men. Remember David in 2 Samuel chapter 6? He threw off his outer garments and he danced before the Lord in the street and his wife mocked him because he was dancing for God. She mocked him. Ladies, never mock your husband's spirituality. Never do that. And men, don't do that either to your wife. He says, the cause of the kingdom must be forcefully advanced by violent men. Jesus said that in Matthew 11. This was the sort of language the Lord used. He wasn't preaching anything tame. He wasn't preaching anything painless. It wasn't painless membership of a comfortable community. Okay? Jesus wasn't promoting a social club. Well, we could have potluck suppers and puppet shows and entertainment. No, he was promoting the world is dying and people need the gospel. And they need the church to be light and they need the church to be salt. That's what he was preaching. In Matthew 11, he said, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers a violence, and violent men take it by force. What's he saying? He's saying there's always been violence against the kingdom of God, and it takes an equal amount of passion to defeat it. Right? The world is trying to suppress the church. It suppresses Christianity. You know that. Christianity is mocked, and no other religion is mocked. They wouldn't dare mock Islam, but they mock Christianity. Because why? It's a spiritual battle. That's why. And it takes an equal amount of passion. The same passion that they attack the church with. We have to meet with the same passion, if not more. At the beginning, we said that God is interested in our souls. And yes, he is interested in our world. And think about what churches do all over the world. They do phenomenal things. Food banks, prison reform, family counseling. They marry people. They bury people. They do mission work, including medical and education as well as spiritual investment. They fight sex trafficking, which our government seems to be promoting. They fight abortion, which our, de which our government funds. You think God will judge America for funding abortion? You think God will judge people that voted for those that fund abortion? Time will tell. So the church plays a vital role in the world. It really does. It's so important. Think about what the world would look like if there were no church. Wow. I mean, it looked pretty bad now, right? And there is a church. <laughs> Imagine, hey, the Great Tribulation, right? Guess what? There's no church. And what does God call it? The Great Tribulation. He does. Calls it the great truth. Why? Because there's no church. It's gone. It's gone in the rapture. 
So, again, as you watch the news, you're getting a glimpse of it. Riots, destruction, anarchy. Disrespect for authority. Disrespect for our history. Gay rights. Late-term abortions. You name it. What Jesus said is coming to pass. Men will call good evil and evil good. They'll get it backwards in the end times. That which was good, they're going to say, no, man, that's bad. And that what was bad, they're going to say, oh, no, that's good. I was in Cumberland Farms recently getting an iced coffee. And there were rainbow colors all over the store. Balloons, colors. And the girl making the coffee had rainbow shorts on. And I said, what's with the color scheme? And she said, it's Pride Day. Pride Day. I know what she meant. There was a time that wasn't to be prideful over. There was a time that was shameful. And now it's prideful. And it's going to get worse. Oh, you know it. Boys are becoming girls, girls becoming boys. Leaders in our educational system saying, well, kids don't really know what gender they are until they get older. What? What? The world is... is, The inmates are running the asylum. That's what's happening here. The hope of the world is the church. So now... Back to the original question, do I have passion? And if I do, beautiful, how much? Do you have enough passion to stand up for what's right? Stand up against all the voices that are trying to silence you and stand up for what's right, for the cause of the the gospel and for Christ. I'm going to tell you something. New Hope Christian Church, we're wide open. We are wide open. Come to church. We're singing, praising God, loving God. We don't believe in the new normal. We like the old normal. And that's what we do. Because you know why we want to be salt and light the way Jesus commanded us to be. Hey, listen, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to newhopecc.tv, click on media, New Hope Radio, click that little icon, hit subscribe, you're in. Get notifications every day. I want to thank you for coming along today. I'm going to be with you tomorrow for more of New Hope Radio. So uh, looking forward to seeing you then.